Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on rain gutters and drainage. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where, as always, we hope to keep you running your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Out, out of the hospital. McKay Tautu. Hello, Garth. Queen of all things flashing and voice of happiness. Oh, my lands. Uh, we've been down <laughs> that road. So this time around, we're going to finish up this subject. We're going to talk about surface slopes and window wells. You know, normally this would be a very boring subject. Not with me here, Garth. Not with the, I will find a the way McKay here. to not make this boring. So I, I mentioned in one of the previous segments that as a greenhorn home inspector back in the early 90s that I quickly found that every home has some sort of drainage issue mm-hmm. and that those drainage issues can turn into huge problems when they're not addressed. And actually, we're recording this in my own basement, you know, these, uh, these beautiful surroundings that is this sheet, hey, partially sheetrocked room. It is a man cave. It is definitely a it man cave. It is seriously a testosterone-filled man cave. But not too far away from this testosterone-filled man cave, uh, we had a rain gutter that was draining into a window well and causing flooding into this space. Oh. And, of course, everybody who's listening is going, what, the home medic has these issues too? Um, just so you know, I'm looking at the home medic's window well right now, and there's about nine tumbleweeds in it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> It's been windy. Yeah, we actually had, I'm going to give myself a pass on this one because I'm renting my real home and then I'm renting this house. Renting out that one, renting in this one. So we are... They're going to buy this house, but you had to live here and find all its stuff first. That was smart. I have to admit that I cannot make changes myself because as I do so, I get myself in trouble. So I guess what I'm getting to is I have a very personal example of how little rain gutter and downspout and drainage issues can potentially cause huge problems. So the rain gutter was getting water into the window well? Yes. Yes. So how did you fix it? You just... So what I did is I hooked up a drain tube and we forced water away. So easy fix. Such an easy fix. And luckily, most of this basement is unfinished, so it didn't cause yeah. a ton of damage. And similarly, we had, as I uh, moved over into this home, we had sprinklers that were on either side of the window wells. And of course, oh. there had been settlement. So now you've got this sprinkler head that's in a hole that's only going to be able to spray out about three inches before the spray actually hits grass mm-hmm. and soil. And then all of that flow is going to go straight down into the window well, and we all know where it goes next. Right. Now, this is not unique to this house. You know, I, as a home inspector, I find that at so many homes, I'm going to say at least 50%, and depending on what the extent of drainage issues we're talking about, I'm going to go 90 plus percent of homes have these kinds of issues. Wow. You should do a podcast sometime on um, anyone who's installing their own sprinklers. What is the perfect way to install sprinklers close to the home? So A is don't put them close to the home. Okay. Um, And one of the stories I like to tell is I used to have a lab puppy. Mm -hmm. And labs, of course, are the breed that loves water. And this lab did. So every time that she was outside and the sprinklers came on, she would gleefully go over to the sprinkler head and tear it off. (laughs) You loved her. No wonder you're not a dog person. 
I'm a kind of sort of dog person. Until they're stupid and I want to kill them, then I'm a complete dog lover, just like you. I'm totally starting to understand this. Okay. So imagine, and this is something I do as a home inspector and something that I would like you as the listener to do as well, is imagine what would happen if you have a sprinkler system, if all of those sprinkler heads were magically just removed. You know, whether it's a dog that does it, whether it's a kid, maybe somebody kicks it. Old I've seen faithful. all of the above. Yeah, you've got old faithful happening at every one of those. Mm-hmm. And how much havoc are we going to be causing when that happens? A lot of havoc. A lot of havoc. So as you are locating your sprinkler heads, you're going to want to assume, well, first off, of course, you're going to want to use the right kind of sprayer head. So you're away from the house and then you're only spraying away from the house. Well, there are a lot of backyards that the grass goes right up to the house. And I write every one of those up. Do you really? Yeah, I do. So having a little bit of landscaping around the house is ideal. So yeah, what you're going to want to have, I like to see three to four feet of landscaping around the house, and then you put your sprinkler heads on the outside of the landscape curb, and then you only spray away from the house. So basically... So what about your landscaping in the house, in the... In that gap? That area. Mm -hmm. So you have a couple of choices. If you want to make me and or your home inspector very happy, you do nothing at all there. You go with tree chips or rock or cactus. That is a no. Garth. That is a no. Okay. No. So if you're going to have flowers or something in there, those can be watered, but they need to be watered specifically and carefully. So you go with maybe a drip line system. Those are the best. Yeah. And those are going to only water, for example, if you can put roses in there, then you're using the drip line so that only waters that. Right. That makes the weeding a lot easier as well. And it keeps your water down. If you don't have a drip line, though, I mean, because I don't, Uh (laughs) but my sprinklers don't spray my house. Right. But they do spray pretty well in flower beds. Okay. But then again, I run them three times a week for 20 minutes or maybe four, just every other day. Yeah, three times a week is good. For this segment, my thing is to uh, just get those sprinkler heads away. And if you are going to water in that gap... I should mention that if you do have grass near the house, I am going to write it up. If you're watering the grass, you're watering the house, and you don't want to be watering the house because concrete cracks. It always cracks. There will be cracks that you can see. There's water. There's cracks that you can't see, and the water will go through those cracks. And the shrub problem that I'm talking about, you know, watering up next to your house with landscaping, maybe just make sure it's completely dry before you water again. Well, we are going to want to go with a positive drainage slope. So at least the surface okay. the surface water does flow away from the foundation. Okay, that makes perfect so sense. So if there is ponding, it's ponding a away. little bit away. And that makes perfect sense. So you're, you're watering those shrubs. You know, I guess if you're going to do that, that's great. Just be aware that there is some level of elevated risk associated with having shrubs or trees or... Anything but bark of, and rocks, as yeah. Garth would like us to all have. And yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> okay. So it, it is a personal choice. You know, if you go with something that needs to be watered near the house, that's entirely your choice, of course. But just be aware that it, to some degree, depending on how much it has to be watered, is going to increase your chances of water into the basement. That's perfect. All right. Well, it's good to be perfect it's once It's good to be perfect. You were perfect, Garth. Thank you. Okay. So sprinklers, you want to make sure you stay on top of those. There's the fixed heads. There's the rotating heads. You got the rotating heads are also the impact heads. And those can actually start being proper. And then, I don't know, Murphy's Law kicks in. Maybe the neighborhood teenager comes over and he'll fix those. You know, he'll change those. But you want to just check those occasionally and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. 
Now, one of the rules, one of the assumptions associated with sprinklers is that to save water, you want to spray basically around midnight, you know, and when it's dark. Yeah. Because then you're not getting the evaporation. It's not evaporating. Okay. That is true. But. But if you're not staying on top of the sprinkler system maintenance, you are blowing. You don't know that you have Old Faithful. Yeah. You don't know you got Old Faithful and then you just burned a thousand times more water than you ever. And you got a sinkhole. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and things just get ugly, especially if that old faithful happens to be near the house. Mm-hmm. Now you've got uh, <gasps> six inches of water in your basement. So when do you water? You know, I will do it at 3 a.m., but at least once a month, I've still got to go out there and make sure that I haven't destroyed one of the heads with the lawnmower or, you know, some crazy Murphy's mm-hmm. Law sort of thing happens. It's nice to do it around 9 yeah. Because you're up for a while. Yeah. Last year, actually, what I did is I watered about uh, 7 a.m. So that as I was getting up, I could hear them going hear. and I could mm-hmm. kind of glance at them and make sure there was no surprises. Sure. You know, by 9 a.m. they were about done and I, you know, I could see just as I was doing other things. You and had any little puddles. I, yeah. If I had a geyser, <laughs> then, then I could see that. Nice. All right. Surface slopes, we talked about that. Sometimes a home will start with a good surface slope. And I'm going to use the term positive drainage, meaning that uh, the surface, the soil forces water away. And you want to force that water away at least three to four feet if you can. Sometimes, let's say that your backyard is up against maybe a hillside and the hillside is actually flowing towards your house. Disaster. Disaster. You can't you know, force the whole backyard you know, without bringing in a lot of heavy equipment and paying a lot of dollars to entirely slope the opposite way. But you can dig it out even a few feet so that at least the water is draining at least a few feet away from the house. And this is and crucial. Going down. This is not like if you feel like you should. This is... Yeah. Really where the $10 and $10,000 comes in. Yeah, if you don't do this sort of thing, it gets ugly. Yeah. I did a home, I'm going to say this was a while ago, it was about 15, 20 years ago. And it was a beautiful home, $800,000 20 years ago. You know, It was a nice home. It was in a gated so community. So it's a $3 million home. Yeah, probably. And what had happened, it was vacant, the owner had moved out, ah. and they'd had a rainstorm. And the rain gutter did not have a drain tube, and it dropped water only inches away from the window well. The water flowed there into the window well, and we had, had, I'm going to say, about three inches of water in the basement. Oh, my land. And the sheetrock was a mold factory. Oh, pain. And it all had to be removed, and then you got a full remediation. That was considerably more than a $10,000 fix. That breaks my heart. Yeah, and before I got there, it actually was finished. They had carpet in there, etc. That's the danger of leaving a house vacant. If you're going to move away, somebody's got to be checking on a minimum. I mean, even once a week isn't enough, or after every storm or something, because yeah. you can get critters and everything. We could have a whole other subject about this. <laughs> yes. You know, it's important whether you're there or if you're not there. It's, I guess it's more important if you're not there to make sure that you've got that drainage right. Right. Yeah, we've got the surface slopes, we've got the sprinklers, and then we talked about the downspouts. Window wells are your last line of defense against water entry. You know, they can handle some water. Maybe you've got a geyser, maybe you've got a sprinkler that is spraying into or over the window well. As the home inspector, I'll often write up and see where you have maybe a tree that's actually growing in the window well, or weeds. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you how many times I've seen a tree... You know, these six-foot, eight-foot trees that originate inside the window well. 
Are you serious? And this... The this, root system would be horrible on your foundation. Yeah, there's a thousand reasons why that's not good. Escapability, the leaves, termites, the If drainage. there's enough water to feed a tree in your window well, there's enough <laughs> too much water in your window well. Is that what you're thinking? This is exactly right. Yeah, it, it tells me a couple things. One is that we don't have enough gravel in the window well. Two is that uh, we're getting way too much water into the window well. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's enough to support a tree, then we have problems. Yes. So you got those sorts of things going on. Just be aware, again, that your window well is your last line of defense. When I, as the home inspector, write in that it needs to be cleaned out, that means you dig down 12 inches below the windowsill and backfill six inches with gravel. I was wondering that. Yeah. That's, so you still have six inches before the top of the window even starts, right. or the bottom of the window starts. That is such a common thing that I've actually created a little macro. So in my in my report writing, I'll do a CWW, which when I get back to the office, changes my CWW into a clean out the window well phrase. I write it so many often, so many times at so many homes that I figured I might as well do a little macro. You cut and paste. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, that's how to take care of your window wells, your, your sprinklers, and make sure that your home is the uh, place where your family can grow, but mold is not. Bam. Or spiders, or Weeds. bugs, or... Or trees. Uh, or trees. We don't need trees growing in the house, and I've seen that before, too. I know you have. <laughs> and ivy. It's, it, the list goes on and on. Garth hates ivy. And ground cover, but especially ivy. Mm-hmm. Spiders. All right. We've finished up this segment. Let's uh, make you the full-on master of your oh mansion, McKay, and listener. My mansion is so completely boggled right now because there's a tree in it. There's a, <laughs> there's ivy all over it. Okay, i got to take all that away. My you've mansion, cleaned out your window wells, too, in your mansion. I've cleaned them out. There are not nine tumbleweeds in there. Is on the side of a mountain in Greece. In Greece. Ooh, good one. And it's made of stucco, of course. Okay. I don't know if they have window wells or not, but mine does. And it's beautiful and perfect and white, and there's no foliage around the house at all. No foliage. And no, because we're on cobblestone streets. Nice. And in Greece, you probably have more than enough rain, so you don't have to worry about a sprinkler system, but you still need to make sure Oh, I should have had sprinklers in this mansion. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You're in Greece. You don't get sprinklers. <sighs> Maybe I do have a little bit of grass, just a little tiny little space. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know about Greece. I'm thinking there might be enough water there. I don't know. But, okay, let's oh give you a sprinkler land. system. And so your sprinkler system is only spraying that area. You have right. a surface slope that forces water away so that when And Fido, I'm incredibly wealthy, so I have that area where I can lay there and look out over the ocean. That's why it's look there. Look out over the ocean. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is your mansion. You, the listener, are also master of your mansion, whether it's in Greece or not. And uh, if you need more information, homemedicusa.com. You can uh, go to other podcasts. You can re-listen to this one. Or if you just want to uh, listen to all of the podcasts with the voice of happiness as the co-host, you can Who has sprinklers in Greece. Yeah. You can do that. You might have to listen, though, because she's in Greece, so she's, she's not available. <laughs> Be yourself. Only McKay gets to have the... Sprinkles in Greece. Sprinkle system in Greece. Hi, this is Julian McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. Julie, have you ever, like, really been mad at somebody? Me? 
Never. <laughs> Have you ever needed had the need to forgive someone and get rid of those feelings of contentment? Oh, maybe once or twice. Okay. Well, I have the solution for you. We have an amazing doTERRA oil called Forgive. And forgiveness, the lack of forgiveness holds us back from being successful and from being able to accomplish the things that we can to our true potential. So this is an amazing, amazing oil. Then it also counteracts negative emotions of anger and guilt, which that's a hard thing to live with. And we all go through things like this. If you would like to know more about the doTERRA oil forgive, let us know. Reach out to us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.